Hello, everybody out there. Welcome, welcome. This is the 24 Carat Speakers Podcast coming to the state, creating world-class events with world-class speakers. This is Dr. G. I am your host. I am the emotional wellness doctor. I help people stay sane in this crazy world. And everybody knows this world is crazy. <laughs> as well as I am the CEO of 24 Carat Speakers, the premium speakers agency that's one of a kind for premium women of color. Yes, we are the Nordstrom's of speaker agency. And I am so excited each and every week to bring to you a fabulous, fabulous speaker. If you can't wait and want to see these speakers now, go to 24caratspeakers.com, log on and look at our platform of incredible women. That's the number 24, carrot with a C, 24caratspeakers.com. Every week when we come, we bring you segments. I'm going to tell you what you need to know, some little tidbit that helps you create that world-class meeting. And of course, we always have a world-class speaker that we bring to the stage. And then we're going to leave you with some diamond nuggets, things that will help transform your mind and your life. And I leave you with the challenge of the week. So, and getting started this week, what you need to know, whenever you're creating these world-class meetings, I'm going to emphasize, and you're going to say, well, Dr. G, this is so biased what you get ready to say, <laughs> but the speaker that you bring in can make or break your event. A lot of times in the event planning space, and like I've shared before, I've been in the event planning space and planned a lot of events myself and hired speakers. What happens is a lot of times you can focus so much on the other logistical pieces and making sure that everything flows that you don't really hire a professional speaker. What does that mean? You may get a speaker that maybe they're a content speaker and they know their content. But a professional speaker with impact is somebody different. That's generally a person who speaks for a living, can read your audience, know how to tailor their content so that your audience can get the best nuggets from what they have to say. So the speaker does make an impact. Sometimes people say, well, we want to have a celebrity and that's fine because everybody wants to see and know a celebrity. Okay. I'm still going to be biased because what are you really trying to get out of the, their story? We generally know celebrity stories, <laughs> but I'm putting in this plug to say how very vital and important getting the right speaker is. If all the rest of the stuff can go wrong in your meeting, if that speaker is a dynamic speaker and know how to handle it, they can carry your event in spite of everything. And I know I've had somebody to fall out in the middle of speaking and we had to get uh, 911, but 
able to pivot everybody back so that that's not the only memory that they have in leaving. Speaker matters. And that's what we're here for. So coming to the stage this week, we have coming to the stage, the fabulous Faye Fleming. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Faye Fleming has more than 20 years of senior level business experience. She is a speaker, a trainer, an author. She has the expertise in training, research, and marketing. As an author and a former business newspaper columnist, she enjoys using her insights from her work to propel others to success. Some of her clients include Edward Jones, General Motors, Procter & Gamble, AT&T, Walmart, Neutrogena, and many others. A featured speaker at national and international conferences, Faye currently focuses on issues related to employee and organizational success. Her topics include playing to win, the six unwritten rules, publicizing your brand and staying in demand, and leadership 101, first lead yourself. She addresses the needs of new hires, high achievers, managers, and business owners. She is here today to help propel you to a different level of success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Good afternoon, Dr. G. I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. We are so excited to have you. We said a lot about you. You are all around and have clients for days. This is so wonderful. There's a lot here about you, and we can't wait to get into who you are. So as we get started, tell us something about yourself that we don't know. What do you want us to know? I want people to know, uh, we often hear that term about humankind. I'm a human who's trying to get through this life and be kind. I have a lot of titles. I've done a lot of things. I've been blessed to be in a lot of different places. And of course, if you look at the resume, sure, I'm a consultant and speaker for Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneur, a seasoned researcher, an author, and a mom. I am really someone just like our listening audiences that is trying to do the best that they can do with the talents that they have in ways that people can enjoy it. And I can be very pleased that I'm helping somebody else along the way. Wow. You know what? I love that when you said humankind. So you are a human trying to be kind to everyone. Were you always like this or what? happened that made you get into the humankind? Because I never thought about that. I'm kind as well, but to state it like that, did something happen that got you on that trail? I guess because I come from a large family and my mother says that one time when I was four years old, she left all of us in her station wagon and ran into a store, came back out and there was a crowd of people around the back of the station wagon. And she said our first thought was, oh, my God, something happened to my children. But as she approached the car, she said I was sitting in the back of the station wagon, 
singing my heart out. And when she came over and said, Fei Fei, what are you doing? And I said, Mommy, the people look sad. So I was singing them a song to let them know that Jesus loves them. Oh, so I think that um, all of us have some nature that we come here with. Mm -hmm. And especially in this pandemic, my motto has been sometimes we have to be kinder than we need to be. You know what? This is a good reminder to be kind. So can you give us some examples, particularly for people who this is not their nature? And they wouldn't have noticed that people were sad, or I'm sure you probably carry that with you. And you notice a lot of things about people that others don't give us some examples on how we can be intentionally kind. Well, I think that much like they say, there's omission and commission. I think that many times your aura or your energy draws people to you and that becomes an opportunity to be kind. And other times, like you said, you know, I'm a researcher. I observe everything, everything. I'm always looking at filters and details and trying to be open to other people's perspectives. So I see a lot of stuff. And my kindness can be I'm at a speaking gig. And many times I stay 45 minutes to an hour later because people are standing in line to talk to me based upon the content that I'm delivering. And so my act of kindness then is no matter how long I've been presenting or how bad my feet hurt in those high heels, I sit there and I look at that line and I say to myself, I am praying that when each person gets to me, that I actually have some intellect that I can give them to help move them along. So a lot of what I do in my engagements as I seek to take care of my audience is to make myself available afterwards so that people can come to me and say, you know what, Uh, I've been passed over three times and this is what I'm feeling. And I I really don't know what the options might be. Or sometimes it's as simple as I, they just don't accept me at work. When I come into the room, the conversation stops and I, I don't know what's happening. And so that gives me an opportunity to talk to people about things like the unwritten rules in the workplace. Wow. Okay. Many people think that when you get onboarded and they give you the little booklet or now they email it to you, right? That those are the rules. Mm-hmm. No, no, sir. No, sir. Those are just the written rules. What okay. you need to focus on are the unwritten rules because organizational culture, if you are not aware, will kill you and your career. Wow. That's deep. So the unwritten rules, can you just, since you mentioned that, can you just tell us one unwritten rule? Absolutely. One unwritten rule that we've seen in lots of uh, corporations, we've seen it uh, in government when we've done research for the U.S. Post Office, we've seen it all over the place. And one of those is, is how you deal with protocol. For example, when your CEO, your VP, your director says, well, Dr. G, I have an open door policy. Anytime you have something on your mind, feel free to come and talk to me. Okay, now what you need to do is to hear that and then say to yourself, "Mm, I need to check on the culture here because just because he said it doesn't mean he meant it. And if I come in and interrupt my VP, director, CEO, not only will he be disturbed because I interrupted him, But he'll look at me and say, oh, she's not savvy. She doesn't get it. 
And nobody wants anyone on their team that doesn't get it. Right. It becomes one of the ways that you get vetted out. But in your head, because you said I could come and see you, then without understanding that there are nuances and texture inside of each culture and everybody's culture works differently, you have now burned a bridge before you ever step foot on it. Oh, that's good. I hope you guys were writing that down. That That's good. That's a good unwritten rule. So was that a part of the message? Like, what is the most important message that you want to get across to all of your audiences? The most important message that I would love to just put on a billboard and shout from a megaphone is this. In this environment, it is critical to your success to master your ability to maximize change. Mm. Wait, wait, let's say that again. In this environment, now more so than ever, it is critical to your success to master the ability to maximize change. Ooh, master the ability to maximize change. Okay, let, let me let you keep going because you know I'm going to ask you, how do you do that? Okay, so here's the context on that. No matter if you love or hate something in your life, just give it some time and it will change. Mm. So the way that you win is to stop running from change, stop denying things of change, certainly stop complaining about change and pivot to creating ways you can personally adapt early. Okay, so adapt early. You know, change is something that humans, that's just a part of human behavior. People don't like to change (laughs) and people like things the way they know them to be. So unless they perceive them to be better, unless they perceive them to be a positive change or change that gives them a warm up or an advantage, then they're okay with the change. Right. But most of the time, people don't see (laughs) change like that. They don't see what's in it for me. Well, that may be good for them, not for me. So how do you help people to maximize change and adapt early? Okay. so the first thing I do is to help them see the possibility of it's a mind shift. Because if I can't get you to see there's a possibility of another way to view change, I've now brought you to a decision point. And at that decision point, you can choose to see change differently, to hear it differently, and to build an incentive for you to not just go along with the change, to get through the change, to maximize the change. Mm. So you're acting on the environment. The environment is not acting on you. It's much like when people said two years ago when COVID-19 started, oh, I'll be glad when things get back to normal. Well, while they were saying that, I was coaching my mentees to say, we are about creating the new normal. Mm -hmm. That's good. And you see, that's a different shift of mind, right? On the one, you're sitting there saying, oh, I'm holding my breath. Oh, I hope it won't be this bad. Oh, I hope COVID won't touch me. Oh, right. it's bad for my business. But right. on the other hand, if I can get you to a decision point where you can choose to say, you know what? How about this? How about I am going to actively choose and create the next normal? Forget mm-hmm. about the new normal. I'm going to create the next normal. If I do it ahead of my competition, I eat market share. And if I eat market share, my net profit, it drops all the way down to my bottom line. Wow. You put it in a way that I never have heard it before and other people haven't either. So that's really 
Well, that's because I'm a 24 karat speaker. Yes, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So how do you want your audience to feel at the end? How do you leave them when you're imparting all of this information and helping them to understand about change and shift their mindset? How do you leave them? So here's the thing. When you know more, you can contribute more. So my goal is, is to get people to be willing to move their feet so that they can get what they need to create the success they desire. Mm. See, lots of people talk about, oh, the success you deserve, right? But business is not a meritocracy. No, You don't always get what you deserve. There were many times that I deserved the promotion. I didn't get it. Right. So what I'm saying is you have to learn how to move your feet, not talk about it, not understand it, not learn the, oh, now we're leaning in. Now we're leaning out. No, it is about moving your feet strategically Mm -hmm. to get what you desire. And that gives you the permission that if you change what you desire, that's fine. Come up with another strategy and let's move in a different direction, but let's move. That is so good. You know, Faye, you reminded me, uh, I used to do a presentation called Move, Shake, or Step Aside. (laughs) Because it was like- Oh, tell me about that. Yes, Move, Shake, or Step Aside. And I was teaching people, you got to do something. But if you're not, get out of my way, okay? It was a nice way- (laughs) It's a nice way to say, to teach people how to do something. Like you said, move your feet. So it's a move, you shake, you're doing something that is going to add the value, that is going to create the productivity, that's going to create the momentum. You do something or you get out of the way. A lot of times people that are not doing anything, then they stand in your way because they want to block your success because they're afraid. So, yeah, it's called Move, Shake, or Step Aside. And I had T-shirts. You know, we've been through a lot of evolutions. (laughs) Move, shake, or step aside. Well, you should check your uh, inventory because if you've got a size small T-shirt, I want one of those. I know. Isn't that that cute? And I need to, look, I need to bring that back up. You know, I'm going to start that. You gave me an idea now. (laughs) So, you know, you mentioned about being the 24-carat speaker and they're all world-class. Why are you considered a world-class speaker? Well, the short answer is because my audience and my clients think so. I can talk all day long about who I am and what achievements I've made and all of that, but where it really makes a difference is was the audience fed, were they engaged, and not just motivated to be aspirational, but motivated to move their feet, to seek out some new insights to use the tools that I give them and to actually do something about it. Because when they then do something about it, their career flourishes, their contribution increases, the organization flourishes. It is a win-win. And it's a three-win. It's a win for them, a win for their organization, and it's a win for me because it makes me have valid proof that I am on assignment and I am using my talent in the way that it should be maximized. Wow. Okay. So your, your audience members let you know that you're this world-class speaker because you're moving them. You're m- making them move their feet <laughs> yeah. and leaving them different than when they came. This is some good stuff. Now, I can't wait to hear what your two diamond nuggets that you have for us that will enable us to become better and a different level of success. 
So here's my first nugget. Research continues to show that what people really value most are people who are genuine and real, right? So what that means is, is that authenticity is king. Consistently being who you really are will keep you mentally healthy and make the people around you feel as if they know you. And that's critical because once people feel like they know you, Dr. G, Mm -hmm. then they think, oh, this is who she is and she's consistent. And based upon that, I think I can trust her. And guess what? People do business with people that they like and trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. So being who you are, hoping that who you are is a good person, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 And then the second nugget is this, and we talked a little bit about this earlier. You intentionally limit your success when you don't understand two things about your organization. And I don't care if it's the Salvation Army, it's IBM, it's any kind of manufacturing company. What I'm talking about are organizations where you have large numbers of people who are all working together, right? Mm -hmm. You limit your success if you don't understand the unwritten rules, the culture, and the unspoken relationships. Oh, okay. The unwritten rules. If you don't know the unwritten rules and the unspoken relationships, what, what is that? What do you mean? So unspoken relationships are, and here's a, a prime example. I bet it's happened to you. So let's just say that um, your organization is going through some change. They uh, call a meeting and everybody's sitting there. And then the VP makes a announcement about some new area we're going to go into. And everybody except for one person in the room is like, oh, wow, how did that happen? Ah, what that means is they're not surprised. Why are they not surprised? Because they already had the information. Why do they have the information? Because Sheila and Steve play racquetball together once a week. Yeah. So many times we sit in situations inside of business, inside of organizations, and we see things that just don't add up. Right. It's a clue. It's a clue. It's called a clue. It's called a clue. It's like, you know, one of the things I love to do uh, is to do puzzles with the children in my family. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I say to them is, okay, boo, here's what you need to do. Let's first get the edges of the puzzle right. right. And then that will give us a clue as to what colors and what pieces fill in the edges. And once you fill in the edges, all you got left is the middle, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime I'm in a situation where, hmm, I just noticed this, that Dr. G and uh, Harry seem to always linger behind at the end of these conferences. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? It means something. That's good. So those unwritten rules and unspoken relationships. I hope you guys are taking notes because I've been taking some notes and writing some stuff down because I always learn from a lifelong student ever learning. This is some good stuff. Our time goes by so quickly as usual. But before you get out of here, we want to know what makes you sparkle. Um, The greatest thing for me about speaking, keynoting, workshops, whatever format it takes to people is that I can't give without getting, right? So anytime I have an audience and a light bulb comes on or anytime after I speak and there are 20 people standing in line and I'm saying, oh my God, I hope I got something great to say for person number 20 because they're getting ready to wait for it, right? Then 
I know that I'm achieving my main goal, which is sharing, especially with those who rarely get access to critical information and the intellect they need to evaluate their success. They continue to live their careers going, okay, I've interviewed for a promotion two times. I guess I'm just not that good. But they don't know because they don't know about the unwritten rules and unspoken relationship. It was never a job opportunity. They were never going to give you that job. They already had someone postured for that job. However, what there was an opportunity for was two things, showcase your brand. And the second thing, practice so that if your organization won't promote you, you take that talent to their competitor. Wow. Okay. (laughs) What a sparkle. Oh, my goodness. Everybody sees why this is a world-class speaker. Everybody, let's thank Faye for coming today. Wow, that was some good stuff. If you want to hire her, go to 24caratspeakers.com right now. We can get you providing that her calendar is available because as you see, she is in demand. (laughs) But go now to 24caratspeakers.com and get Faye. Look at all the rest of our ladies on the platform because these ladies are world-class speakers. Now, you know you got to have the right speaker for your event to make it world-class. And before we get out of here, you know, I always give you a nugget, a challenge. This is a nugget. I'm just going to give you four words. These four words help me through everything. It's the words I want to leave with you, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, however difficult all of that, this too will pass. These four words have helped me through so much. Whatever you're going through, the job, the project, the family stuff, this too will pass. It's not going to last forever. It may feel like it. I'm helping somebody today. (laughs) I'm giving you that energy of hope. It's not going to last always. That's what I have for you this week. And until the next time we get together, have an amazing, amazing day. Everybody sing along. 24 karat woman.